Week two of high school football in Missouri kicking off this Friday night. Eight-man side of things. Joining me to help break it down, Anthony Crane, Devin Albertson. You guys are the eight-man gurus probably for not just Northwest Missouri, but probably the whole state since you guys have been everywhere covering it. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Uh, before we get going into this, I want people to know where they can um, find your guys' work at because you guys are on a lot of different platforms. Anthony, we talked about yours last week a little bit. Um, whoever wants to start, um, go ahead. Just kind of explain where they can find what you guys have been doing. Go ahead, Anthony. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of similar. You know, Devin and I share a lot of the same platforms, um, and he's great at retweeting my stuff. Um, individually, my stuff you can find – Patreon. Um, you know, this week I did a, you know, kind of a recap of the games. Uh, I'll put the games I cover, those stories up there. Um, so that's a lot of where you can find mine. And then, of course, uh, the Mo Eight Man Facebook page, Twitter, uh, Devin's page. Just it's kind of all over. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm on Twitter at Devin Albertson. Uh, pretty simple there. And then both Facebook and Twitter is just. MO eight man football um, on both of those try to make it as easy as possible to find us. I'm really happy with the interaction we've got this first week. Uh, we're over, I think it's 1300 Twitter followers over 400 likes on Facebook already. So I was really excited to see the growth we just started Facebook like two weeks ago. So Anthony and I had put a lot of content out there with him going to practices and posting videos, pictures and stories and stuff like that. And then I uh, do the podcast as well. That you can find on there. So We've been really good with all the interaction we've got. All the coaches are great with getting to us and the parents uh, sharing it and making, um, getting our content out there for us. And I, I want to bring up the fact that I've talked to both of you guys quite a bit about this too. Um, Devin, you played eight man. Um, Anthony, you kind of fell in love with the game we kind of talked about last week about just so many communities wanting coverage and seeing what you guys have been able to grow. I mean, it, it takes a while for anything to kind of start up, whether it's, you know, new media company, following, whatever it is. But seeing the reaction, because I've seen some of it on social media, of what you guys are doing, you guys aren't obviously doing it for the reaction from people, but just seeing the support you guys are given, how big has that been to kind of see that people are paying attention to eight-man football, you know, like you guys have talked about them, rightfully so they should. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. Um, and you, you, kinda, you do kind of look for the reactions. You know, those reactions help spread the word. Um, and that way, you know, you can – it can go from coaches to parents to just kids at school. And that way everyone can get that information and it can kind of spread a little bit. Yeah, for me, I think I started the Mo 8 Man football account, I think it was five years ago now. I didn't do a whole lot with it early. It was just like, hey, just tweeting out scores. That's about it. In the last three years and going into this year, it's been more scores, standings, the stats that the coach posts them and stuff like that, and just sharing the news stories just kind of being a one-stop shop for everything eight-man football news-wise and then having guys like Anthony and other media outlets either tag me and stuff or I haven't followed enough that once they post things I can share them quickly and that way um, the coach is like well you just go to my eight-man football on Twitter you'll find everything there and that's just one thing I want to give these kids because like as you said I played at an eight-man school at Nottoway Holt which is now co-op we didn't have a whole lot of coverage when I was in high school covering what we did because just a little small school, 15 kids in my class. We didn't get a whole lot of coverage with that. Um, but all the bigger schools kind of did. So I wanted to start something to give the kids who also put a lot of effort into their season who are from smaller schools, get some of that recognition. It's really for the kids first. While I do like the attention sometimes, it's mainly for the kids to get them the attention they deserve 
uh, for putting all the effort they put out there. And that's why we started the media poll last year, because all the 11-man schools, all the classes had a media poll, but eight-man didn't have a unified one. Um, so I wanted to have a unified one. That way everyone knew the number one team this week is Mound City, and everyone kind of has that across the board, so it's uh, unified. All right, so let's, let's dive into this. When you talk about getting the attention, um, the media poll is probably what's going to get a lot of attention. You decided to announce who was all on that media poll this year, which maybe threw some of us under the bus that had been on it from years past, but that's that's whether here nor there. Um, we'll look at the poll this week. You mentioned Mound City. It goes North Shelby, South Holt, Nottoway Holt, Southwest Livingston, Drexel, North Andrew, Albany, Pattonsburg, Stanbury, Worth County, I'm not going to put too much into what I did. I'm going to let you guys take a lot of this. I'll just say that my poll looks a little bit different from the top. I've told you guys, Mound City Southwest still my one and two, and that's going off last year still a little bit. But I was impressed with Southwest on Sunday afternoon, which in itself was kind of a fun game to have, a Sunday afternoon eight-man game. But for you guys looking at what week one showed us and what this poll from the media that we've all put out – is looking at right now. What What is your initial reactions and thoughts from week one? I'll, I'll go um, first here. Um, for me, from what I kind of saw here, um, as you said with Mount City, they won, a, they won the last two state championships. So for me personally, they're going to stay at number one for mine until someone knocks them off that pedestal kind of deal. So they're just kind of grandfathered into that number one spot. And they're very talented coming back this year. Landon Papa, one of the better quarterbacks in the state. Um, so one of the better players, so they should be really good again this year. Um, and then South Holt, Nottoway Holt, after seeing what they did to Worth County on Friday, had the largest point differential of the weekend, and it was against the number two team in the state going into the year. That definitely catapulted the kind of a 1B in my situation, but I got to put them two in the poll. North Shelby, a lot of talent there as well. So my top three is pretty similar to what they had for the national rankings. I had South Holt, Nottoway Holt, North Shelby flipped. But mine's a little bit different after that. I really – I'm really high on Albany. I think Albany's going to be really good this year. They bring back all but, like, one player, so I think they're going to be really good. And after seeing Southwest Livingston, they're the one team – I was the only voter not to put Livingston in my top ten. Um, them and North Andrew over the battle for my ten spot. Um, we'll see how they look for Southwest Maui Holt this weekend. So I'm the one voter who didn't really believe in Livingston still after seeing them the first time. But we'll kind of see going forward uh, where they slay. But the GRC schools are so tough to – the five of them there so tough to rank in any order. Yeah, and for me, I, I think mine is slightly different in that, you know, after seeing each school, I kind of went off of what I've seen from them, um, you know, at practice and scrimmages and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not as high on Mount City. Um, I just think it's it's impossible to replace what all they lost last year. Now they're still Mount City and I, they still have talent. So I had them at three. Um, you know, Southhold, I thought they had the most well-rounded team coming into the year. Um, so I had them at one. Uh, North Shelby is just, their talent's insane. Um, they just don't, you don't see them much because they're so far away. Um, after that, um, you know, another team I was high on that, Everyone else isn't there yet was Pattonsburg. Um, their skill position talent's insane. Um, and they, you know, Coach Cavins found another quarterback that hadn't played football and in his first game he threw 480 yards. Um, then you get through five through 10 or six through 10. Uh, Stanberry's really impressive. 
uh, you know, the two brothers had a great game. Uh, I think they could be really good this year. Uh, I kept Worth County in the top 10, even though, even after the loss, just because everything they're going through, I think they'll eventually bounce back uh, once Gladstone returns um, and once they're able to get going. I still think Worth County is one of the more talented teams in the state. And going off of that and looking at this week, um, as of now, everything's on the table. As we've seen, things can change pretty quickly. Let's hope everything gets going. Um, what games stand out to you guys? I mean, we have Albany making their debut against Stanbury because their game last week didn't happen. You have North Andrew at LeBlanc. You have um, I think I think the big one probably may be the South Holt, not only Holt, Southwest Livingston one, or at least this area, Northwest Missouri area. That may be the big one that may tell us a little bit more on those two teams. What are you guys thinking, though? Uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was the first game you mentioned. Uh, I'm one of the guys that isn't high on Albany. Um, you, you lose a 2,000 yard rusher. Um, you need to show me that you can replace him and be better than, you know, the six and five that you were last year. And I think we'll find out a lot about them against Stanbury. Uh, Southwest, I, you know, they looked good last week. I just don't know that they're at South Holt's level. Um, but really, those are the two best games this week. Uh, not to look too far ahead, but I think week three, you'll – you know, there's some great games there, and we're going to learn a lot about eight-man. But as far as week two, I think Stanbury Albany is going to be a good one, and it'll tell us where Stanbury's at because, you know, they look great Friday, but it was against an Appleton City team that's kind of down this year. So we'll see how they look against a fairly good Albany team, but I'm just not sure they're top ten good. I'm going to piggyback off that. I'll go to the other game, which is going to be our uh, eight-man game of the week, Top Holt Nolly Holt at Public Livingston. Uh, back-to-back top five matchups for the Spartans uh, coming into the season. They've had a really tough opening schedule for the last four or five years now with Worth County, then Livingston the start of the year, then team have East Ashton next week usually springs in the top ten. So watching those teams, teams both live, the physicality of South Holt and Ollie Holt can be something that Livingston didn't quite see last week versus East Ashton. So I'm curious to see how that kind of goes. You know, I'll be making my debut trip to Ludlow, so that'll be interesting to go over there and kind of see everything over there in Ludlow. Um, but I think Albany versus Stanbury should be a very exciting, entertaining game. Albany got the best of them last year. Uh, but I think Albany probably the slight favorite going into that game. But I would not be surprised either way how that game kind of comes out. Stanbury had a lot of young kids last year who are maturing this year and not seeing Albany week one. They're still kind of a mystery as of right now. But a game that's outside of our area a little bit, I think – be very telling for the teams down south would be Archie at Rich Hill. I thought about going to that game in six. I wanted to see those two teams are probably the second and third best team in their conference down there. I wanted to kind of see how they match up with each other. Archie put up 82 points last week in their eight-man debut. They kind of made a, a welcoming addition there to eight-man. I actually am ranked my last this poll out of the nine spot. So I wanted to kind of see what Archie and Rich Hill kind of do if they had that game down there. You know, Rich Hill canceled their game uh, last weekend due to COVID and then a lightning delay on Saturdays. So that's, the, that's probably the third best game this weekend would be that game down south. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you bring that game up, and that may – it'll be, you know, really decide who's going to be the second best team in that conference. Um, you know, Archie looked good against Liberal, but Liberal's down. 
this week they'll go up against the Rich Hill team that returns an all-state running back and an all-conference quarterback. So I think we'll find out for sure whether their 82-28 win last week for them was the real thing or if Liberals just not as good as we thought they might be. Before we get to let you guys get out of here, um, final thoughts heading into week two after, you know, what we've seen last week and what you guys are expecting this week. Uh, for me, everyone, just uh, social distance, stay healthy. That way we can have these football games. I know there's been some uh, issues at some bigger schools right now, which we all kind of forced all that coming a little bit. Maybe these smaller schools are having less kids. It's easier to social distance, so hopefully we can have these games keep going on. Um, one game that I think I could be low-key kind of interesting this week would actually be Rockport at Platte Valley. I know Platte Valley lost big last week to Mountain City, but here and over there, what kind of happened in that game, Platte Valley made it very difficult for Mountain City through four quarters. Um, Rockport's still kind of a one-man show over there. I kind of want to see what Platte Valley does against a Rockport team who's not quite on Mountain City's level, if they can maybe bounce up to the top half of that conference, kind of a local game. Uh, just kind of an under-the-radar game that could be interesting come Friday night. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to be Friday. So I'll get a good look at you know, what Platte Valley is this year. Uh, Rockport, I they may be flying under the radar. They may be a team that could end up at 10 or 9 in our poll by the end of the season. Uh, they may have one of the most underrated running backs in the state. Um, and with Platte Valley, you know, they – I know John Dykstra talked to Coach Beverly after the game Friday. And even after that loss, he was really high on what he saw. Uh, some of his concerns were with his new quarterback, and that's kind of to be expected. Uh, Trevor McQueen hasn't, you know, last year was his first year playing football in a few years. And then this year, you throw him in at quarterback. So I think that's going to be something that they're going to have to, you know, he's going to take some experience. But we're going to see how good Platte Valley is this year. Uh, and also how good Rockport is and whether their 46 nothing win was, you know, against just because it was a bad DCAD team or if, you know, they're a pretty good team themselves. Anthony Crane, Devin Alberson, keep up the good work, and thanks for coming on.